welcome back. Nobody else. Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Friday edition. The end of the week. Another week. Big week this week. Huge, huge releases. We had the iPhone 12s release. Uh, we've had all sorts of fun stuff this week. We've had the Ronin. We've had some very big disappointments. The Nikon, new Nikon Z6s, which are the same as the old Nikon Z6s and 7s. The new M50, which is exactly the same as the, new M, the old M50, but yeah, it's got a webcam capable. <laughs> it's, it's got the COVID update. So yeah, it's been a big week. Um, lots happened and a little bit more today with that one. Uh, got the new video, got all the photos done yesterday after work. Uh, so that's all good for the new video. So that's looking good. Should have it out on the weekend. Um, I've just got to basically put the video together and got it out. Not a massive amount of photos. It was it was a short one. It's out to Point Perrin off uh, Rockingham. Beautiful spot. Uh, if you haven't been there before, definitely worthwhile going down and checking it out. Uh, some beautiful rock formations. The water is crystal clear. Uh, yeah, it was basically, I was going out to do, try and get the Milky Way and get a panorama of the Milky Way, which I did a little bit hazy. Um, so obviously so close to the land, I was concerned about light, but I think it came up pretty good. I think the, the video should go pretty well. I've got to just put it all together and do, do my thing, get that, get my edit on. And that sh I should have that out th this weekend for you. So looking good in regards to that one. So that, that's always good. Now, um, a little bit, we're gonna get into this stuff and get it done and dusted so you can wind down and get into your work the last day, Friday, get your work done and dusted and then get home to your families and have a nice sleep in if you get a chance, if you're one of those lucky people that gets to sleep in or go and catch up with some friends and family if you're allowed to get out of your house, uh, like some of us that are lucky, I guess, so that's awesome. Radio. Um, first up, Polar Pro. You probably would have heard of them. Peter McKinnon's worked with them for some filters and stuff. They have, they make a little case for your phone, mobile phones, and they do filters as well. They've got into that. They they do tripods and some other different things, but uh, that's one of the areas that they're playing with. Uh, they have a new release coming out shortly. It's obviously to suit the iPhone 12, so a whole new case model. Uh, filter setup. It's also going to have the new mist filters and the variable ND and mist uh, filters to suit that system. And <clears throat> the one good thing about it is it's going to have a, it's got a handle on it. So basically put it on your, on your phone and you can use it in a horizontal, yeah, horizontal format uh, to, to get your video, which obviously you need to. I've done it a few times, I think the Margarita one, I, I went to bed and gone, oh, I've got to put it on video. <laughs> it's very, sometimes you just don't remember. Um, and it's got a little handle and that uses Bluetooth to connect to your phone and then you can get shutter release and control off the handle so you don't have to go in and tap the epoxy screen, which is a pain in the butt, which then gives you a big wobble and stuff like that, especially if you're trying to get some like decent footage. So that should be pretty cool with the iPhone 12. I'm actually looking forward to that. Now, speaking of iPhone 12, the pre-release, pre-orders start today. Um, I've got to contact Telstra myself and then get our pre-orders in. I don't know how long that's going to take as a business customer. Probably uh, probably be a while before we get 
uh, any of that happening. Generally what they do with the Telk, I know as a business customer it's happened to me before, the last time or every time we get a phone upgrade is they get, each company gets an allocation and then obviously they've got everyone that wants what they want. And then they shuffle them out and it's all, I think it's all a little backhanders and who you know, especially in Telstra, you've got to know the right people to get in that early, early batch. Um, I'm not real fussed, the iPhone 10 still works a treat, I'm, I'm not really concerned. I am looking forward to, to I'm going to be getting the 12 Pro. Uh, purely just so I can use it as my video and try and use it more as a video camera and go from there. So I think that should be pretty cool and yeah, should be interesting. See how we go. So this Polar Pro case uh, definitely be something I'll be looking at. Um, I'm probably more leaning towards getting a mouse case, but with this Polar Pro one, I can put the filters on there. I'm not sure if it'll allow me put lenses and stuff on there as well. So that's the other interesting thing. It's a bit of a juggle with the phone camera case type scenario. Um, you can either get the moment cases and go the moment lenses, but I'm not a, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a big fan of the actual looks and the flavors of the moment cases. Plus, mouse have the best cases, period. Like you can drop them, if you would have seen the videos on the net of them throwing phones in the air, they dropped one from space. Like mouse has got the best protection you're paying. I'm going to be paying $2,000 for a freaking phone. That's basically a laptop. Uh, I definitely want to get a mouse one on there. If, if I've got to adapt it or take it out to do my video stuff, well, then I'll, I'll work out a solution. But uh, look, it looks really good. That Polar Pro, they make really quality gear. You do pay for it. So prices aren't out yet. There will be 20 for November that's going to be released. So keep an eye out there if you do do a lot of mobile shooting. Um, if you're an Instagram doing your reels and stuff like that, or TikTok and all that, definitely something to go and check out. Um, there's been a bit of a, the Apple event hasn't gone without the negatives. Uh, obviously you, you can't keep everyone happy and that's understandable. I was severely unhappy about the M50. I'm sure there's some people out there going, oh, it's probably not, I've seen some reviews where they've gone, yeah, it's really good. I'm like, okay. It's everyone has their own sort of uh, perception, so you've got to take that into account. The Apple one, which seems to be getting on everyone's sort of fingernails, if you've got the fingernails, is that lot stupid cord they've given. They've taken the chargers out of the phone, so you don't get a charger, you don't get the headphones. Not really concerned about the headphones. The charger, I wasn't really concerned, but as so elegantly put by many, many YouTubers, uh, you've given us. A lightning to a USB-C and all our old bricks are USB-A that you'd use to charge your phone so now we've got a cord that's pretty much useless um, I've got all my travel adapter here from Zendu which has been really good a little passport system awesome it's got four USB-A ports on it not one USB-C so now I've got to find a USB-C or charge it off my computer so yeah, so if you're going to leave my computer on all night to charge it, or I'm going to have to go and buy epoxy brick. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think, and I'd say I'm pretty actually pretty much with these guys that have complained about it. It's If you're going to just not supply something, give us the old A, Lightning to A format at least. <laughs> it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, anyway, not, more, not much more we can say it. Uh, Zendua, who makes the... Uh, that passport 
really good quality. I got that on Kickstarter a few years ago. I've been really happy with it, actually. They do some good sales on it. I've been looking at uh, one of theirs, um, little units that does multiple USB-C type scenarios. They'll do a 100-watt charger for your MacBook 16s, which is really good. They've got GAN chargers, little tiny ones. Uh, they've got some good gear. Go check them out. Uh, pretty pretty high, uh, good-looking stuff as well. Definitely worth checking out if you have to go and buy one for your new phone. Uh, if you're going to throw money at someone, maybe throw it at someone else other than Apple so they sort of get the picture they could, they could have actually made some money. Uh, OnePlus. OnePlus. We heard about them with the Nord. Huge, huge, big, big uh, release for that. Uh, did really, really well. It was sort of nothing else going on at that time. They came out with that. It was a budget-conscious phone, and it did really, really well. It was very well-received. had some great features. Uh, the 8T is their top-of-the-line, was it? Uh, flagship, I guess, phone come out um, 120 hertz. Doesn't have the five millimeter ways for the 5G, but it's got that sub six, which is probably going to be fine anyway. Basically, the difference between millimeter ways and sub sixes. Look at it uh, like 4G and 3G. The 3G was or three or analog. Analog was really good, and you could get it wherever you wanted. It was really good, and it did generally fade out when you started losing signal, like a radio. You'd start to lose it. Where when we went digital, uh, it was either you had it or you didn't have it, and that's like five G with a millimeter. You have to be with within vision or but a direct line of sight of the actual little box. They're only tiny boxes now for the five G. They're not the big, tall, long, skinny ones you've seen on the towers. They're only tiny, but they've got to be everywhere on every single street, so you can constantly see it to get reception. Uh, the sub six, they can basically put them in the same spot as your current 4G uh, transceivers or um, <clears throat> yeah transceivers. So you don't need as many, and you can still get that, and you can get anywhere in the states like 300 megs, which is fantastic. If we got that in Australia, that'd still blow our NBN network out. So it's crazy. So I think that'll be fine. Uh, comes a 65 watt charger. Comes with a charger. Apple with a charger, 65 watt, and it's the right cord to the right charger. <laughs> um, and that'll charge to, I think, 80% in uh, 39 minutes. So really, really quick charging. Six and a half inch display, 48 megapixel. It's the flagship phone, it's got all the good stuff. 12 gigabyte of RAM, 256 gigabyte of storage. Um, really good deal and I think that's coming in at about 700 US so a thousand dollars Australian so it'll probably be about 1200 because we pay a premium with taxes I noticed that actually with the iPhone uh, Lou from Unbox Therapy was talking about it on Lou later show an Indian uh, follower had talked about how that if you convert what they have to pay for the iPhone 12 uh, Pro you convert their money into US dollars, it was like something for the base model, something like 2200 US dollars. It was just ridiculous. So I thought I'd check ours and our base price converted to the US. Uh, we've instead they're paying 999, we were paying 1200 US bucks compared to the Anks paying 999. So we pay an extra. 200 uh, yeah, another 200 US dollars just to get the phone compared to if you're in the States. So, yeah, that's a little bit disappointing. I know, so I can sort of understand the poor old guys from India paying 2,000 US. 
that's another eight hundred or a thousand dollars over what Americans got to pay. That's crazy, uh, especially when there's one point five billion Indians and there's only three hundred million Americans. You think that would be the better market? And I can't see too many of them being able to afford two thousand US dollars. That's a massive amount of amount of money to uh, anyone in India. That's huge. Um, Rodios. Big release camera-wise, uh, Fuji come out with just out of the blue. And this is really interesting. There was about six or seven reviews on YouTube come out with, uh, pre, um, what do they call them? Not pre-orders, but uh, test units. So they're not full final units that get sent out, but they're like pre-testing units that they send out to all the YouTubers to, for testing. And it, look, what a great camera. The XS10, go more into that. Um, but I went to Fuji.com, FujiAustralia.com, FujiUSA.com, nada. There was, oh, it's coming on the US site. It had a picture with coming, and that was it. Nothing on, nothing about the details, and every reviewer's given everything. The whole lot was like, hang on, you've given these guys, the embargo's lifted. They've all put their reviews up, but none of your websites have any details. I went to Adorama. That's where it was, sorry. Fuji US didn't have anything either. Had to go to Adorama to confirm the prices. Adorama's already selling it or pre-order selling it. Moments pre-order selling it and giving one away. But still nothing on Fuji's websites. That just was like, how can you not be have your product live on your website before the everyone starts reviewing it? That's, yeah, that seemed really, really weird. I don't know... If someone just stuffed up the timing or whatever. But yeah, it seemed very, very strange to me. Now, fantastic. 999 bucks US, a, a grand US. Uh, now, if you get a little combo, a 16 to 80 mil is 1500 US. And if you get that 10 to 24 lens, basically works out at $2,000. They didn't have any combo deals, but that was 999 and 999. I'm pretty good with mass. That's two grand. Um, look, the auto big thing on it. I noticed. I checked out on Camera Conspiracies. He got it. He's a he's a, Fuji sent him one, which is I think something new for him. Normally, he's got to buy them or one of his uh, subscribers send him stuff to test out. Uh, he got one lent to him by Fuji, so that was pretty cool. He's a pretty nasty into. He doesn't hold back on them. He's a got an XT4. He compared it directly to an XT4. And it was really interesting to see the colors, the image, and everything was, from what my perspective, spot the dog. It was just a really, really nice picture. Uh, and sure, I mean, it's $2,000 camera. It's pretty, uh, 2000 bucks with a lens. That's nearly, that's well over three, just about 3,000 Australians. So that's like R, Canon R territory. So that it should be fairly good. But the colors were really, really good. The X-T4, the focus was terrible. <laughs> But with this new XS10, yeah, the focus was really good. A couple of occasions it missed, but uh, look, if you're just using it directly for, for film, yeah, this probably maybe you could go a Panasonic just for film, but uh, this focus was really, really good. The colors were amazing, uh, looked really good. I went over, checked the DP review boys out. They talked about the photography side. Some fantastic shots, the colors and everything come out. The Fuji cameras do a fantastic job of color. Uh, big fan of them. Now, my understanding is that 
this line of the XS, the XT models have got some weatherproofing, um, but this line isn't as weatherproof. So <clears throat> you could take it out and do it, but you're probably going to need a rain cover as such. Whereas, yeah, I believe with the XT line, the XT4, they're pretty robust like the Olympus. You can pretty much take them out and you feel comfortable in light rain and rain and stuff. And as long as you're sort of not throwing it in the river, you should be fairly well okay. So, um, look, beautiful looking thing as well. Very, very cool. Um, does have eye focus. And one of the other big things from it uh, was 240 frames per second, 1080. So that's perfect. Uh, if you're going to run 10, you don't need 4K in it, but uh, it will run 4K. Uh, the DP review boys looked at that and it was, I think they tested it. They recorded for 42 minutes straight and then it did another, then it overheated and then another eight minutes. But that's 40, uh, 42 minutes straight. That's that's plenty at 4K. That's a massive, massive files. Uh, monstrous file. I'd hate to try and upload anything like that. Um, and other than that, look looked pretty good. So heating wise, a lot better than the X-T4. They said there were some issues with Fuji's with overheating after a period. So that I think has all been resolved. Got a really nice big thick grip on it. Very, very cool camera. So if you've been looking, waiting for this one to come out, looks like this one is gonna be a thumbs up and uh, a good buy. And if Fuji, and it's sort of looking down the track at, now that the M series could be possibly dead and dusted thanks to Canon's cripple hammer just killing it and putting it in the ground with that new thing they released. Uh, yeah, that Fuji system might be the way. The lenses are a little bit expensive, but I did notice that, um, but they look like decent quality. Um, yeah, very interesting sort of offering out there from Fuji. Now, Ronin, another big release from Ronin. They had the RS2 and the RSC2, brand new gimbals, uh, very nice bits of kit, obviously. Uh, the RS2 is $1,300 Australian. Um, you can go up a pro package, which I think was $1,500 or $1,600, give you some extra stuff. Uh, that is actually pretty good. It does have a transmitter in there. I did watch Potato Jet on this one. He's very switched on with this stuff from his film industry uh, days and connections. So, look, he went right through it and it showed some really, really clever stuff from Ronan. Now, the RS2's carbon fiber, the compact version is not. Uh, they're both really good. They'll both self-level. They've both got quick releases now, so you can have your mount on your camera and just pop it out without having to reset it up each time. So you can go from here and then chuck it back on the tripod. Uh, some great stuff like that. That's they're really thinking. Uh, DJI has done a great job here. That it's a really tough competitive market. That gimbal markets. You've got uh, Moser out there. Um, uh, there's a heap of other guys out there doing some really good things. So they've all got to be switched on. Uh, this thing's pretty cool. I think it can, can take up to four and a half kilos of weight. They had a, what do you have on it? The C300 on there with a screen and they were using that, running a gun in it. Uh, you can flip it around, multiple, multiple angles if you're doing heavy video work and, oops, sorry about that. If you're doing heavy video work and you've definitely, and you're using gimbals all the time, look, that RS2 is definitely going to be the way to go. Probably that Pro Kit. That uses a custom transmitter, which will, uh, good English, 
custom transmitter which slides straight onto the unit. Uh, you can then sync your phone and using their DJI app you can either control it by joystick off your phone and spin your camera around and, and so you don't even have to go near the phone. You can put it on a table and do an interview like that or, or focus pull off here and all that sort of stuff. Or what uh, PotatoJet showed which was really really cool was the fact you could put into this certain mode and then basically just use your phone to direct the camera. So you could have someone sitting there watching it, zooming and doing all the stuff and then directing it just using that. So you didn't even have to use a controller. You could just hold your phone and direct your thing. So that was really, really cool, I thought. Uh, some obviously really well made DJI. We, everyone knows DJI. They make good products. So I think it'll do well. The compact version, which was really good, that's going to be really suited towards a mirrorless uh, market now the only thing I did check on if you are an M50 owner please be aware I did go in and check it and under if, um, compatibility the RS2 says yeah M50 all full controls you can do everything videos photos the whole works you can take it off the joystick uh, that also has an LD, LC, ugh, LCD screen uh, on there that you can actually see the pictures as well on the the big version the RS2 the compact doesn't, it's got just got a normal normal display. But it didn't say if you could use the M50 on the small one, which is probably where you're going to use it more likely. So just be aware of that. Maybe we'll get a few reviews. DJI's just waiting for a couple of reviews before they say, yeah, it's all compatible, it all works. That was the only thing I looked at it and made a difference. The compact version is 700 bucks. Uh, and that will take up to three kilos, which is plenty for a small mirrorless market, even with a decent lens. Uh, I know with the 16mm Sigma on, it becomes pretty heavy. It's uh, like 980, nearly a kilo. Uh, you, my other frame and bits and pieces and microphone stuff on there, well over a kilo. So the smaller gimbals just can't handle it. I had to actually... Uh, I've sold off my my Siri uh, P1 gimbal because it just my M50 was just too heavy with it. I could get that 15 to 45 on there, but with the, my frames and other stuff on there to do the video, it just just yeah was too heavy for it. It just went straight over the limit, so unfortunate. But uh, these are both available, and I think they'll do really really well. Now, from the Canon side, there was some positives again today, some good stuff. Um, there's a patent out, and this one's pretty interesting, and that's uh, for a quad-pixel autofocus. Uh, for Basically, the, the way they described it was with dual-pixel autofocus, all the pixels are aligned in a certain way, so you could you can only focus on this plane. So you, you uh, sorry, no, only focus on your vertical plane. So I'm just trying to read my notes. Um, so with dual pixel autofocus, it basically somehow picks up vertical lines and uses that to attach the focal points to. Now with, and obviously that leaves some margin of error. So that, that's a little bit tricky. Canon have patented a new quad pixel autofocus. They've found the patent. It, it, someone's obviously... Someone just sits here going through patent stuff all the time, I think, these tech tech uh, leakers. And um, a quad one, so basically it gives you vertical and now horizontal. So if you think about that, previous dual pixel it really only covers 50% of what could be there for focus-wise. 
Now, the quad pixel's gonna give you that, hor that uh, horizontal. You now got all the bases covered. That's gonna be a, a huge, huge thing. Uh, autofocus is massive, massive in video. You can see what it does, how big of a selling point it becomes for Canon cameras. They're renowned for the dual pixel autofocus is fantastic. Um, and Sony as well, similar system, and both very, very good, uh, crazy, crazy sharp, picking up eyes, picking up little birds' eyes and all with the animal focus that they both do now for those two brands. So having a really good focus system, if you go to a quad focus and if that can then give you basically just full lock on and perfect focus every single time without fail, uh, that's something that's gonna sell a lot of cameras. Speaking of focus, <laughs> it just jumps to the light. Well, I notice that every now and again it just jumps heads over to the RGB. I think it's a gamer focus this one. <laughs> um, some other patents that come out. There was a oh, not patents. There's a certification of an ML100 and an ML105 as well. Now Canon Rumors was saying that it's think it possibly could be um, something. Along the lines of another camera, now the C they did say the C seventy was a one hundred five or one hundred four or one hundred six, so it was in that same sort of line. So I'm wondering if one of these maybe the C fifty, or there's a forty as well. There's a forty or a fifty or the fifty, and there might be just two versions of the fifty or something along those lines. We know we did hear that the 50 was supposed to be released with the 70, but they had issues. Certification's the last step of that uh, process before they basically release them. So that C50s, I think, are pretty much likely that it'd be this one for whatever reason. It's got two uh, model numbers. Might be one for the Asian market and one for the US market, and that could be just the difference between the two models. So. I think that's what we'll see, and that means maybe before Christmas we get another release from Canon for the C50, that little pocket rocket. Now, the only last one was uh, some rumors around. There was a bit of a fake makeup of R1. Uh, guys at Canon Rumors have talked about that coming out in the second half of 2021. We know that's pretty much probably going to be happening, probably possibly tested at the Olympics with all the Sony stuff and everything else. Now, the spec rumors that he's been told are the CR2, which means it's a, a decent source. So these could be fairly accurate. There's a global shutter. We did talk about the global shutter about a week or so ago uh, and how good that is and massive, like huge amounts of dynamic range, uh, 13, 14 stops of dynamic range. Uh, that would be insane in a camera in the R1. That'd be perfect. Um, <clears throat> uh, break. Uh, oh, that's right. A new, brand new AF system. It's going to be a breakthrough in AF. That's what his sources told him. So maybe this quad pixel autofocus that we just talked about with the Peyton is actually destined for the R1 next year. You can team up quad pixel autofocus, uh, global shutter, and the fastest ever frame rate in a camera that Canon's made. And you have yourself a top of the wazza pro mirrorless camera that will blow the socks off most things so if they can achieve that canon get those two things in there i don't wouldn't even worry about the frame rate if they can keep it up at around 20 frames a second like they have now 
Uh, I think they're going to do. I don't think that's going to be uh, anything bad. But if you get that, throw in that global shutter and a quad uh, quad pixel autofocus as your two big uh, line items, well then I think they'll do pretty well. Radio, that's it. Another week, huge week of October, tech news everywhere. I'm sure there's going to be more next week. It won't stop until the end of the month and probably well into Christmas with all the new stuff and the stuff that Apple hasn't released yet and all the other companies are still coming out with. Radio, thanks for stopping by. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Look after your family. Uh, get some rest in if you can. I'll see you all again back here Monday. You should see a video from me. If you've subscribed and hit the little bell, that'll make sure you do see the video. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It should be should be not bad. It's beautiful pictures. An awesome picture. Awesome picture of Perth at night. Stopped in on the way home. It's a bonzer one. So definitely wait for that one at the end of the video. Radio, I'll catch you all soon. Thanks for dropping by. Stay safe. If you're going that way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.